we started? Is yeah, this we, it? We, we, this is not reasonable yet, ignorance? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, sir. Now. This is the shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm not This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie you have when a mother got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. Episode 161. We are back. And to the left of me, there's no one. She's not here tonight. Hand claps. Um, just to let everybody know, she called off sick because she was over the weekend involved in an all-you-can-eat beef brisket bash in Barrington, Illinois. Beef biscuit brisket bash. She was a judge for a beef brisket contest. Too much peppers and onions, and along with that beef, did her in. Pray for her. <laughs> Get well, Delcia. Get well, Delcia. She's she's little, she's bloated from beef brisket. <laughs> Man, she gonna wear your ass out. She, I'm not saying the word. Hashtag Get well, Delcia. That's all I'm saying. She, crockpot Delcia uh, and beef brisket are not a good match. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's not a good match for anybody. You know she's going to kill you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he likes the bullshit. Um, He's definitely her only child. We are joined by, um, shout out to my man, uh, sound guy, Mike. Hey, what up, world? A.K.A. Catfish Jesus. Boom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Catfish. Catfish Jesus. Gotta hit the bombs again when I say that. Let's try it out. You ready? Catfish Jesus. Jesus, amen. What, Glory? Magic Mike, fresh off his uh his time capsule of being in trapped in 1988 when he was 18 years old. Yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. He's tired in the motherfucker right now. Yeah, I can body, tell. Your body has a Strange way of letting you know, a uh, 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 peculiar way of letting you know you're not 18 no more. Too much, ha- too much Heineken, and line dancing, uh, I and talking on the mic. I never did not one line dance. You goddamn lie. I don't do line dances. Yes, you was. You was li- slide to the left. No, uh, never slide to the right. That's, that's the grown man. That's the grown folks. Black man's hokey pokey. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need nobody to tell me how to dance. I can have a groove already. But the DJ, I had to tell him to play the wobble. And I told him I was going to get the party started. After the wobble, you could play anything. Cardi B, well, no matter, it don't, it don't make a difference, you know. So, so you had to tell him to play the wobble. Did you get out there and wobble? Not at all. Get in there! No. Yeah, yeah. I, I would never do none of that shit. Why not? It's just not me. You too cool for that, for that shit? Exactly. 100%. Yeah, Mike, cool you 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 would be uh, forty eight this year. Why are you too cool to do the wobble? You see who up be out there doing the wobble? Who? 
Women with teeth missing, all on the left side of the <laughs> <laughs> On the bottom side of the left and the top side of the right. Bunch of corn fed, <laughs> corn eaters. Is that what it is? Yeah, women, that, they go to beef, beef brisket. Uh, uh, Bashes. No, 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 no. Beef brisket uh, <laughs> smoothie t- contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's who be there. Shout out to Delcy. <laughs> no, I'm not, not Delcy. The older women. <laughs> Shout out to Delcy. <laughs> Man, you know, there was a lady there. She graduated from Harper in 1968. Uh-huh. That was 50 years ago. Yeah, she and was we there. Just, we just gave it up to her. She looked nowhere look near like she did graduating in 58. I mean, 68. Really? 50 years ago. Yeah. Because I was calling out the years. You know, you like to get everybody involved. So you like, you call out the years. Of course, you do 78. In uh, 75, 74. So I was like, man, they need to give it up to them. You know, they the ones that laid the, the groundwork for us. Then a lady came and trumped them. She was like, yeah, I graduated in 68. I was like, damn. Class of 88, we weren't even born then. Right. I was like, some of us wasn't. Some of y'all lying. Some of y'all, y'all Facebook told on y'all this shit. Y'all made 50. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all was supposed to be class of 86. Don't talk about you started school late. Yeah, you started school late and you failed a year, so. Your birthday in December, so I give you that. It could have been eighty-seven, but then you start smoking joints in the fourth grade. So, uh, in the fourth grade, <laughs> yeah, in the fourth grade. Gotcha. The older guys, gotcha. the Stone and Roberts of the world. <laughs> you know what them dudes are. Stone and Roberts. Hey, my man, cut your cut your cut your cut your background down for us a little bit. If y'all didn't know, man, we got a, we got a special guest. A he, special guest, and he's gonna be on. Uh, Podcast for uh, I guess the duration. Uh, he's he's on the phone all the way in another country, Canada. Ben Johnson's country. Yeah, Montreal. He's in Montreal. Yeah. So we moving yeah. on up here, man. We moving on up. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to one and only. What's his name? Aunt Dammit from the Hooker Sessions. Yes. AKA, AKA, we gonna call him uh, the Deer Whisperer. Formerly known as Fat Liver Jones, <laughs> yeah. From uh, what was the podcast name that you did before that you used to, used to do back in the uh, uh, back in the day? The Barstool, yeah. Occupied Barstool, yeah. yeah. Hand, hand claps, hand claps. Joyzy, Joyzy's in the building, right? Is that, is that how y'all say it? Jersey, nah, Jersey. <laughs> you don't say Jersey. Yeah. What part of Jersey you from? Nah, man? I don't say it like that. That's how the Italians say it. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, you watch too much of that. Uh, that uh, what that show that was the, the female. Jersey Shore. Yeah. Jersey nah, I wasn't Shore. watching that. I was yeah. watching the mob shows and shit. Joyzy and shit like. That. Oh, you, you was watching Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos. And listen to Joe Budden and uh, shout out to Joe Budden. Congratulations, <laughs> made podcast history. What he do? Yeah, they did. Got yeah, mad at the Migos. No, nah, what? Joe Budden got a deal with Spotify, exclusive deal with Spotify for his uh, podcast. So we got some work to do, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, we got to we got to get our content out. We yeah, we do. More dialogue, better, better dialogue. He's he's um. What you think about that? Uh, Aunt? I thought that was cool. I mean, from 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 where I stand, it's definitely a, uh, taking it to a point where you know fellow podcasters have to um, step into another realm, you know, like he's been speaking about, you know, artist ownership and, 
you know, creators being the the uh, at the forefront as opposed to being in the background. So I think it's dope, and I'm excited to see what else comes from it. Yeah, that's, that's that's good, man. I mean, he's a uh, he's, he's got an exclusive deal where he has to uh, he drops two podcasts a week on Wednesday and on Sunday. What through exclusively through Spotify. A lot of people were like, you know, I'm not going to pay for Spotify to get Joe Budden, even though I was been there since day one. But I'm all in favor of such because do you know how much it costs um, to make a podcast to give to give out this content? You know, we didn't spend. Right. Over, we didn't. We we me and Magic Mike alone have spent over damn near ten racks. And when you tweeted that today, I damn near threw this iPhone eight plus. <laughs> Out the fucking <laughs> shop window, like, damn, ten racks over the last three years. I don't. Have, what, what about you, and how, how much have you gone in the hole, or how much have oh, you? Oh man, uh, probably somewhat close to that, maybe even uh, a little bit less. You know, because just, I mean, I invested and bought like a bunch of equipment, so you know that cut down on having to pay for a studio. Uh, Tom, but even just with software and, you know, sometimes even with advertisement, definitely it's up there. It's around me. I, you know, I don't keep track though, which mm-hmm. I probably should, you know, I could probably write it off of some taxes at some point, but. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, this, this, the business side of it. So, I mean, him, him moving his culture, him moving the podcast culture forward, you know, which was laid in the groundwork by, um, you know, RIP uh, Combat Jack. Yeah, loudspeakers network. Right. Yeah, with yeah. The, with his network, um, they laid the groundwork for us. He wasn't exclusive to anybody. He had his own network, and he had a lot of people. You know, a lot of podcasts up under his umbrella. Whether he they, he considers him and uh, Mena um, as the the Def Jam of podcasts and everything. But yeah, him and A King, you know. Yeah. They had Charlemagne. They had uh, the Reed over there. They still are they still are they still with them or is I'm, I'm everything's sure. disbanded? I know, I know uh, Air Lovers over there. Right, Angelie is over there. Right. They, 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 yeah, uh, uh, the Loudspeaker Network is still together. Still together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it's still going. I'm not sure who's all over there. Such as uh, they got a sick roster over there. Yeah. they do. They do. Um, but I will say that you know he did move the culture forward. The podcast culture, especially with the Urbans, with the Black Digital. Um, yeah, because do not think no different. One of the most street guys in the world came in the shop yesterday and wanted to talk to me for like an hour and a half. He wants to start a podcast. Really? Yeah. Peanut. Okay. <laughs> 7977. He's on Instagram. Peanut. 7977. Uh-huh. And he, he has, a, he has a, a, of course, a street concept. Okay. But he has money. Okay. So he wanted to ask me all the questions. How do I get it started? What can I do? What can he do? He, he, you know when guys have money, they be saying, you don't give a fuck what it costs. Right. I'm going to get the shit. Right. <laughs> so right. you got to tell him, like, well, first of all, you got to get the, the soundboard and get this and get the mics and go get you a MacBook. And so he's just like, all right, I don't feel no get it. You know, like a, two hours later, he called me like, yeah, I, I get all that. Now what I do? Get to work. <laughs> I was like, go to YouTube and 
type in how to start my podcast. Right. Because he, he actually wants you to take him through it step by step. Right. But, you know, he's excited about getting it started. And uh, yeah, he has a, a different angle of what he want to do. Uh-huh. Shit, I said, with the money he has behind it, God willing, he might be the chief key for the podcast coming out of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's something new for the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's really attacking the streets now. Like, he's riding around in a, a wraith. Uh-huh. Like, just go just go to his Instagram. You can see how he took $300,000 in cash money in there to, for the white boys account to buy the wraith. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And and he 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 videotaped it. I mean, he, he took a three. I thought you only could take it in there like two, ten or twelve. Shout out to Z Man from Z, uh, from from the Robinson Brothers on the video. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I was excited last night with Jamal sent me that that video. I, I watched it at two o'clock this morning because you know I told you my sleep sleep pattern is off. So I watched us at two o'clock this morning. Word. Yeah. Z Man over there looking like Stefan from uh, Django right now. <laughs> Damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned around and see him. He said, "Oh, please, remember, sweet Jesus, let me get up and kill this." Wait, wait, you remember? You remember? What's uh, that nigga doing on that horse? You remember? You, <laughs> what that nigga on that dad? You remember? You remember when when, yeah. when, when, when Calvin got shot and he and Samuel Jackson screamed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The Jank, that's the that's the ultimate bootlicker. Yeah, it is. Um, did, did, did you have you? I'm quite sure you seen the Django, right, Ant? What was that? You seen the Django? Am I right? The Django? Yeah, yeah the Django, Django movie. What, um, nah, you know it's crazy. Nah, I haven't seen it. I don't really watch movies. You never seen the Django movie? No. If if you ever down and out and depressed, put that on. Yeah, yeah. If that don't bring a smile or a laughter to your face, go seek some professional help. Did, you gotta you gotta funny. watch that movie, man. You gotta sit down and watch that fucking movie. It's roots with with coming to America. That's what it is. That shit is so that shit. It's funny. Wow. It's sad. It's fucked up, but it's funny to it, especially with with Stephen. And it's got a good cast in it. Yeah, too. it's got one DiCaprio, DiCaprio, Stephen Jackson, and uh, uh, Jamie Fox. No, 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 yeah, no. Not Steven Jackson. Not Steven Jackson. Jackson. My fault. Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. What was you saying? Aunt? I said the the last thing I want to see is another slave movie, man. Like that shit is it is depressing. Like just to even think about slavery and like how that shit happened back then. Because I was talking to some guy about this on the job the other day. Uh-huh. It was like, man, they would have had to kill me. As, as rebellious as I am, like, I'd have been dead. Like, I ain't going out there doing this work in this heat. Fuck you. Suck my dick. I'm out. My man. So they, that's that's the guys they don't tell us about. Okay. They, they, you know some guys like us. Right. It was some guys like us that was not having that shit. So that's what they had to really stand on them. And, you know, like you say, kill them. But I know we didn't all just submit like that. We we wasn't submitting like that in the gate. Somebody had to get their hand on a gun to be like, man, motherfuck this. Yeah. Shoot the dogs and everything. We, we ain't they gonna be smelling shit around it. Right. We we gonna plan this shit out and we gonna get away. But you don't hear them stories because you know we just hear about Nat Turner. Yeah. I'm quite sure it was not just one Nat Turner. Yeah, it had to be a couple. It had if to be a lot of others. If it's a lot of gangs now, 
It was a gang of niggas trying to get away. Right. right. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And and we we wasn't really just with the with the bow down and submitting. Yes, sir. This man. Hey, man. You swing that motherfucker whip one more time. Right. Yo, okay. daughter. I'm gonna tell your daughter head on tonight. Um. And yes. Tell me about the East Coast growing up. Um. Where you're originally from. Um. How much of your travels through the East Coast? Tell, t- tell us about it. Um, originally from uh, born and raised in North New Jersey. Spent most of my life there up until about 19. When I was 19, I moved, uh, well, by force. Well, not by force. Like my, my aunt and uncle put me out because I was rebellious and didn't want to you know, follow the rules okay. at 18, 19. So they put me out, which kind of forced me to kind of grow up sooner than I wanted to, I guess. Uh-huh. Kind of mature. Uh-huh. Faster. And um, so from there, I went to, where did I go? I went to Boston. I was in Boston for about two, two and a half years, maybe. What year was this? Different. What was that? What year was this that you were in Boston? Uh, let's see, two thousand three to two thousand five. Okay. And then from Boston, I went to Vermont, and I was in Vermont for eight, almost ten years. Okay. And then from there, I went. Oh, I went to Maine. I was in Maine for about three years. Okay. And then, like, last year, I just moved back home to Jersey. Okay. How, so, how was, I had quite the, quite the journey. How was, so you've been, you've been stomping throughout the whole East Coast majority of your life and everything. Have you, you didn't, never want to move down South or never wanted to move to the Midwest or West Coast, anything like that? Um, definitely not go down South. I don't, I, like, the history of the South is what keeps me at bay. Like, I go and visit. I have family from Virginia, but I've never wanted to live down there. Um, I've never visited the Midwest, so... Never? I mean, I'm looking forward to doing that this winter. Um, And as far as the West Coast goes, like, I've been to San Francisco. Um, California is nice, but, you know, like, it's something about the East Coast, you know? Like, I love having all four seasons and being able to, you know, adjust with all of that. Cause each season brings on something different with me, you know? So any college high school, that you, what high school did you go that's to? Why high school did you go to any college at all or uh, military at all or what? No, um, surprisingly I didn't go to college like formally when I was in Boston um, my brother, um, he went to BU, so I would go to sit in some classes with him, you know, like kind of get a free education for the most part. So I learned a few things, but I never formally went to any college. Okay. No military. Okay. Even though I come from a, uh, a family of, uh, military men, you okay. know, from my grandfather all the way down to my youngest brother. You know, they're all, like, military. But I'm, like, I'm hard-headed. I don't like taking orders from nobody. So 
I definitely couldn't see myself getting into it. Even though I pondered it a few times because it sounded like fun, but the more I thought about it, I was like, I can't take orders from nobody. You can't take orders from nobody. Nah. I mean, I understand. It, it, it can, you know, you don't like you don't like that foot on some on that neck of yours, or you know, you don't want to be be talked to you no know, any kind of way. I understand. I mean, it's not you know. <laughs> Uh, the military is not for everybody. I know uh, we have a veteran uh, on on the podcast. Uh, shout out to my man, Sound Guy Mike. Right, respect. He served he served for the country of uh, United States of America in, in the uh, Marine Corps, and he's a proud Marine and hoorah, pr- proud veteran and everything like that. Um, don't set him off. The Marines are <laughs> tough. Marines are like. You, you got to be a special person because my oldest cousin's a Marine. Uh-huh. And I remember when he first came back after his his uh, basic training before he did any tour or whatever. Like, he was so different. Like, I mean, he would wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and sit straight up in his bed. And like, you catch him like just sitting there in the dark. Like, yo, you all right? You're like, shh. Like, just had us all quiet. But we're all like, yo, what's going on? But you know, what I learned then afterwards is, like, they train them to be killers, right? They just, like, mentally rewire them. And it's, it takes a certain person to, to be a Marine and, like, respect to anybody that could do that. Hand claps. You respect, yeah. yeah. Now, I've heard that before from Q. Really? Barber, the first barbershop he came in where you met me at. Yeah. He said that's all he learned for four years was how to kill, you know. And and when he got out, he switched it all up. You know what I mean? He, he became a barber. He was a dresser. He you know he used to dress real GQ. Right. You know he he was smooth with the ladies. Stories. And and he and he. True story. Go ahead. He smoothed himself out, you know, but he kept it on, you know, really on reserve in case somebody tried to try him. Right. Because he knew who he was. And he knew people would try him, you know, but he 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 uh, he only had to use it one time, and uh, that's when a young a young dude, uh, some young guys around there, brought their dad around because they had been disrespecting him, and they brought their dad around, <laughs> and their dad thought he was he was soft, and he wanted to whoop. Him. So uh, that's what he. Uh, that's when he. Uh, <laughs> Whooped his ass. That's when he whooped his ass, and uh, it was it was it was some ass whooping. It's the ass whooping you don't want to get in front of your three sons. I tell you that. And uh, displayed his ass whooping, and and he never showed up again around there at all. So, but that was just that was just the thing. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> man, these guys got so much shit going on here right now. My bad. My bad. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. What okay. was that? Yeah, I said I, I was just telling you about the, about the Marines, you know. And my son is a Marine right now, so uh, he said he don't think he's gonna go in for another four years. He said he's gonna be done with it with this term, probably. He's gonna come back and bust Mike's ass. <laughs> Pappy, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna show him when he get back home was the article about Marvin Gaye and his. his, his Marvin Gaye <laughs> The so, first thing you go show him is a, a Marvel Gay article. Got you. Yeah. Um, Google that, goddamn. YouTube that so she like 
uh, little baby and all that shit. So, um, damn it, Ant, tell me about your podcast um, foray. Which one? Right, the the one I got all of now. Them. Just how, all how, of them. How period. did you start it? You know what made you want to start oh, it and, and get well, into it and call mean, it the bar the, still? The, the first one that I did was was probably you know the most successful one to date because I've only had two under my belt. But that was Occupy Barstool. It was something that started um, as, you know, like just the idea around like sitting around drinking and having conversations because, you know, the the first social networks were essentially the bars. Like, you know, when, exactly. when they created alcohol and beer and all of that stuff, like men would go to the bars and have conversation. And when I was doing music, it was... Um, like towards the end of it, that was like what I was focusing on was making, you know, music for drinkers, you know, like alcoholics, like my man Trills, yeah. Dr. Trills, he put me up on it and he was like, you know, they have music for smokers, uh, music for, you know, every other group, as you want to put it, other than drinkers, you know what I mean? Back in the day, they had the alcoholics, but it wasn't like something that became a trend. Yeah. So Are, you with with the alcohol? Are you familiar with the alcoholics? Are you familiar with the alcoholics? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was Boy. Exhibit Boys. Yeah. yeah. Tashing him. I don't think he was actually in the group. Yeah. He, was he actually in the group? No, he was. He did the guest thing, guest yeah. appearances yeah. and shit. And guess, guess where I actually seen him at? Where? In the liquor store next to uh, Fletcher's. Really? On the cute cusses right there. Okay. And they was they came out and I was like, them alcoholics and Mike and uh Chuck was like, Mike, who the fuck is that? I was like, a rap group. And he was like, Hey man, they got liquor in there. I was like, Yeah, it's only fitting that the alcoholics is looking for liquor. Right. And we walked up in Mike's the corner store and they got some beers and we had a conversation about you know, they weren't one of my favorite groups. I just knew them through their through their little, you know, video was playing and uh, one of them was like a producer. Like yeah. he really produced the music. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot, about a good 10, 15 minute conversation. The licks, baby. It's licks. Hey, shout out to uh, Ant on, on that on that note as far as uh, bringing up the alcoholics because the alcoholics is you know one of my is one of my favorite groups from the West Coast during that time era between uh, ninety seven to what the two thousand Ant they was popping about two thousand one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right around there. Tash had his own uh, his own album that came out because he. The, them niggas could spit. They wasn't just like the the typical West Coast rap niggas. You know what I'm saying? Where that, that where they had that you know that West Coast lingo. They was like the '93 Till Infinity dudes. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Hier- the hieroglyphics. Yeah, they was they was like them. They all the fuck yeah. would say me in them. They was they was yeah. They had crazy wordplay. They could spit, and you could really you really had to be into their music to be a fan of theirs. Right, like they used to come here and they, they would perform. At a, at a spot up north called uh, what was the spot it used to be open on Mondays? Uh, the Elbow Room. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, with okay. A, with a Dirty MF. Um, they also was a, a part of T- King T's crew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a King T fan. Don't ask me no fucking records right now because I can't tell you about. It's King at your T own records. wrist. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's at your own wrist. Um, finish what you're saying, and so about the about about your podcast for a We do them side notes every now and then. You know how this goes. Come on. Yeah, I know I go, and it ain't no big deal. Um, so, essentially, once I, you know, once I stopped doing music, I was like, 
I realized that, you know, I like talking and then the whole boom of the podcast industry came about. And I was like, you know, why don't I give it a shot? And so I, you know, dove in head first, especially with something I like to do, drinking, which ultimately became the demise of the podcast because it got to a point where I was just like literally uh, embodying the the whole Fat Liver Jones moniker, the whole Occupy Barstool, all of that to a point that um, I was like just drinking really bad, like just to the point where I would like lose time, wake up on the couch, like how the hell did I get here? Wow. You know, and that's not a good thing, you know, like literally just abusing alcohol. And the crazy part is I come from a long line of alcoholics. So I knew that somewhere down the line it was bound to happen. But I thought I, you know, I always had it under control. So essentially I said, you know what, I got to stop this. And even though I tried to keep doing the podcast afterwards, it just didn't seem right. right. Because I'm trying to not do it, but at the same time, I'm still promoting it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I got to switch it up all the way. And then it just, you know, maybe it's just with me. I get bored very easily. So when something doesn't seem like it is being um, not profitable, but it isn't going in the way I want it to go, uh-huh. I'd like to literally walk away from it. And so, you know, and a lot of people were like, oh, don't do it. You know, that's your thing. You got to, but it's like, if I started one, I can start another one. You know, it's like, exactly. it's all the taking just putting in the work. You had a good, I mean, you had a, you had the video cast going on with it because, with, with everything. Um, yeah, you raised the ball on us. You had us. Uh, we're about nine, ten months late, but we we got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got it. We, we got it now. We we finally got it. We got we got my man V in here. Listen, how Z. long? How long? See, how long have you been sober from alcohol? Uh, shit. Saturday of May, six months. Hand six months. fucking claps, nigga. So nothing since February twenty fifth. Nothing since February twenty fifth. That that's that's. That's remarkable, man, and, and you keep fighting a good fight, you know. What, what made you, I mean, you you know, because you used to put us up on craft beers. I was, a, you know, a subscriber to your podcast. I used to listen all the time. Um, and not to take you back, right. not to take you back into that chamber or into that, into that mold or whatever, but, I mean, you did put us up on craft beers that you were, because you didn't like drinking, you know, you were no, you know, no typical nigga. You know, typical nigga going to tell you, man, yeah. that, that genuine draft, that shit, that shit good, or the or, or the, the thought juice, or whatever. Yeah, that MGD tastes <laughs> like shit. MGD man. Miller Light, terrible. Michelob Light, you know what I'm saying? You know, nothing. Right. And I hope I hope when we're talking about this, nothing gets triggered. You know what I'm saying? But nah. um, you're not the typical regular beer nigga drink drinking beer nigga. You understand what I'm saying? You got the corner yeah. stuff beer drinking. I know right? No, I mean, you don't drink the Heineken. Benigan. You gotta go to but Benny's. I started out drinking like no Saint Ives and uh, OE, and yeah. when when uh, when I learned out like or I learned about that you know malt liquor wasn't good for you, that's when I started doing my research. Like I'm that type of dude. Like if somebody tells me something, I like go and research it. Like all right, let me see what this is about, and then I just started you know trying to get into better beers, and by that time. 
that's when the boom of craft beers came around. And I just was like into everyone just trying different types. I mean, you was labeling it. You're like a, a craft beer historian. You know, you were a craft beer historian, you know, because craft beers. When would you say the, the boom of craft beers came about? Um, what year? I would say probably around like 2009, 2010, maybe. But it really didn't kick off until about 2010, 2011. And then after that, it just soared. I mean, every beer company to date has an IPA, which, you know, before IPAs were like uh, a well sought out type of beer, right. craft beer, because they were very hoppy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was always the guy that's like, if I'm going to drink something, I want it to taste like I shouldn't be drinking it. Like, I don't want to drink something and be like, oh, this is good. This is. Like, nah, I need my shit to taste like poison. So that way I Damn. know that it's going to do the job. Like poison? Hell of a description. Well, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, I know what you're saying. Essentially. Yeah, you don't, huh? you don't want no Moscato beer. He, he, wants, he wants a beer. He wants a beer. Yeah. He don't want no fucking red yeah, Moscato. Yeah, want that's one of those Tastes like, damn, I shouldn't be drinking this, but it's good. In a yeah. bad way. So basically, you you wouldn't say you wouldn't even fucking with Killian's Red or Red Stripe or none of them kind of beers like that at all. Period. Nah, I would I would drink Red Stripe like on some chill shit. Like if I'm with a, at a family gathering, like drink a Red Stripe, Corona, like any any of those simple beers. But that's like just when you're chilling because I could never bring like the craft beers around all my homies in the hood. Like, cause they would, they be like, what is this? This is gross. And I'd be like, nah, y'all don't know. Like, I'm trying to put you up on it, but they wouldn't fuck with it. So, you know, when in Rome, you do. But I was, I was always telling them like, nah, we ain't doing no malt liquor. If we're going to do something, we're going to do something domestic. Like, just regular beer. Because if you sitting here drinking malt liquor, I'm thinking stomach's going to fall out, out of our assholes. <laughs> 15 exactly, exactly. 15 I would say like was 15 years ago around like 03 04 Blue Moon was the was the was the go-to drink in Chicago with an orange in it yeah with and I, I never come heard on, you know how come on I'm surprised you didn't say pause behind that one pause that man put the fruit in his beer but they, that's what niggas was up here doing I never heard of that shit until I was the bartender at Francis it was two chicks used to drink <laughs> No, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, but that's like that's something for like yuppies and yeah, and little white girls in college. Like, exactly. That's what. But that's. Was, but you know how it is with niggas, though. What are you saying, Magic? Go ahead. I, I, I had never heard of it. The two ladies used to come in Francis all the time when I was bartender, and they used to ask for the blue moons with the oranges, and I was like, "What is to this shit?" So I tried it one time. Of course, I'm gonna try it without the orange first. Okay. And I was like, "All right, it's all right, Bill. Why are they putting the orange in it?" And so, girl, you know, I'm, I'm trying to knock her off one night. She's like, it had the flavor to it. So, you know me, I had to put the twist to it. What you, twist did you put to it? I put the, the orange around my you dig and told her <laughs> to go for that. Bombs! <laughs> Z-Man, was you, was you into the blue moon? And, and uh, sound guy, was you in the blue moon at all? Yeah? Still drink blue moon? Yeah, I like blue moon. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, what about a, a, a Canadian? Now what's that? What's the one I used to drink all the time? Moosehead. 
Yeah, the Mooseheads. Yeah. yeah well, you, did you fuck with the Mooseheads at all back then when you were into that kind of lifestyle? Moosehead Lager? Yeah. I tried it once. Well, no, I tried it a couple times. It's, it wasn't my cup of tea. Like I said, I wasn't into, like, beers that was, like, Moosehead always tasted like it was a little watered down. Okay. So, like, I would stay away from them. If it wasn't strong and, like, pungent where it packed a punch, I would pretty much stay away from it. Unless I was, like, hungover trying to, like, you know, get my balance back. Then I have, like, a Coors Light or something. Because that's easy. You can just take that back. Without, without, you know, having to think about it. Okay. Well, cool as light. What's, sound guy, Mike, what's up? What you about to say? Man, like, uh, the ones that, uh, that, I, I, I know what he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? Because the hops, the hops ones, you know what I'm saying? It's like an acquired taste for a lot of people, you feel me? You got to get past the first couple ones that you have, and then after that, they start tasting good, you know? Um, but right. then, you know, like, the, uh, like the Modellos, the uh, the MGDs, you know, I know what he's talking about. Where the ones they, they they, it's like they're watered down and and uh, um, but the ones that I that I like, you know what I'm saying, is like the Dragon's Milk, the dark ones. You know what I'm saying? Those okay. those, you know, those are Guinness heavy. Stout. Yeah, yeah, those I like okay. those dark okay. beers. Yeah, Guinness is my favorite. Like I to this day, I still love me a, a nice Guinness. Have you delved into the? Um the non-alcoholic beers now, since you've been sober at all, or what? Oh, duels. Those nah, are pissed nah, I'll do that because it's like, it's like what, what I'm gonna drink fake beer for? It's like nah. It's like coffee I mean, without caffeine. It's like decaf, right? Just to stand around the guys yeah, while holding the beer, get some like, decaf coffee. Like what? Like I mean, come on, I ain't gonna do that to myself. Um, no, I'm I'm more into now. What I drink is like sparkling waters or. Mineral water with spark, like anything with carbonation in it. Okay, okay, like that's my thing. Was uh, was the hard liquor your thing too? Also, oh yeah, tequila. I would, I love me some tequila. What's your favorite? What was your favorite? If I can ask. Um, about eighteen hundred. Okay, okay, okay. Mike, said- there was a there was a whole like year and a half where I was just like. Binging off eighteen hundred, like killing like fifths a night, you know, like just bad. Well, you know what? I'm glad you you know you you able to talk about it and able you know to and and not backtrack because you know like one of our our past co-hosts, you know, she would come in slapped, (laughs) still, you know, uh, 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 slapped off the Smirnoff vodka and everything. Our our good our good buddy uh, Elena, you know. Right, and you and and on the podcast at times, you could hear the slappage, <laughs> and yeah. the, the dragging. Oh, she, yeah. was, she was very chopped and screwed, without being chopped and screwed from yeah. Texas. If you understand what I'm saying, aka uh, the lady, young lady from uh, Casino, Sharon Stone. <laughs> what was her name? I'm Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. 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 Her unless yeah, the I mean, diamond. You definitely tell. <laughs> It would, it would affect her at that point, especially when she'd be trying to get a point across. And, like, it got to the point, like, I'm that type of person where, like, even just listening off of things, I could pick up on energy. And so, like, I would even feel like I'm slightly hungover at times listening, like, damn. Like, 
this girl, like, and I get it though, you know, like we, a lot of people, we, we are fighting demons. So everybody drinks for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? And like, even going to, to uh, therapy now, I'm starting to unpack a lot of the reasons that I have anxiety, you know, and the reasons why I was drinking a lot. And, you know, the more I talk about it and the more I unpack these things, the more I understand and the more I can see with that with other people, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't say that to say that, you know, I'm here to change everybody because everybody has to find that point where they want, you know, if they need to change, you know what I'm saying? But just like with me, like I had to find that point. We can all say, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, but you have to get to that point within yourself. And I'm never one that, you know, spoil anybody's fun uh, party because, you know, I can still be around people that are drinking today. And it doesn't, like, I don't have that trigger to where it's always like I smell it and I'm like, oh, I need to have a drink. I need to, like, nah. The hardest thing to quit right now for me is smoking cigarettes. Okay. Like, that's the hardest thing that I battle with. And they say that nicotine is one thing to give up. Really? Nicotine is one of the hardest things to give up out of That's a fact. Anything to give up. Like they said that when you when you, I agree hundred percent. Man, I, I heard Smiley, my man Smiley talked to a uh, young kid one day and uh he's like, Man, why are you smoking? He like, No, he said, How old are you? He's like, I'm fifteen. He said, How long you been smoking? He's like, About three weeks. He's like, Why are you smoking? He's like, Cause it's cool. So Smiley just cut into like, Man, you know this is one of the hardest fucking things to ever quit. He's like, I've been in the penitentiary with guys, and, and, and they be fucked up because they can't get a cigarette. He said, I, I, I done seen some strange shit go down with guards just because they bring a cigarette in for a guy. Like, some, 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 the motherfucker give up a lot to get one cigarette, a pull on a cigarette. God damn. In the withdrawal. He said, a lot of guys start drinking coffee because they can't get that nicotine. Okay. So they learn how to make the coffee, and they, 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 that's their substitute. So... The motherfuckers just drink coffee all fucking day. He said if they take coffee That's what out I of mean, the, man. yeah, if they take coffee out of the penitentiary. <laughs> he said no, 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 no penitentiary coffee. Yeah, he nah. said, yeah, he said they might, it might go, they might go ape shit in there. Really? Yeah. But you know, it's, it's just certain things. It's just hard to get it. Well, I mean, it's, it's dealing with the nerves, though, right? Uh, would you agree with what Ant Sound Guy uh, Magic? I think we all are, are, are people that uh, have habits. Yeah, we, we we create our own habits, and we all got addictive personalities to a certain degree, certain things. Like you like to be late as fuck. You don't give a shit, and you walk in with the same attitude. Like, yeah, I'm on time. Bombs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jamal used to make me so mad. He's coming to the barbershop as I was about to leave, and he'd be like, "What you got to do?" I used to be like, nigga, <laughs> there's nothing more in the world I like better than to get some head. And you're cutting into that tie. He wouldn't turn down that $40, though. I know that for sure. Because it was $40 more dollars I had to give over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, No teeth netter. No teeth netter. Yeah. Shout out to her. Hand claps to her. How long you been in therapy for? Uh, probably a little under a little under six months. Probably about five five months. Okay, 
Okay. How you like it so far? Uh, it's good. You know, I actually enjoy it. I mean, for the simple fact that I enjoy talking. Like, a lot of times when I go to my therapist, I just be rambling. She barely gets a word in, but, you know, she's sitting there jotting things down, and she'll recite things back to me that I said. I'm like, oh, damn, you're right, you know? And then she'll, you know, we'll, we'll have a revelation of sorts. And I wouldn't even know it because I'd be so caught up in my own mind. But it's good. It's, it's helping me um, as far as dealing with um, anxiety and, you know, my depression and shit. So that's one of the things that is is great, you know. And I never thought that I needed to do it because I was like, oh, I got this, I got this. But like I said, when you're drinking, you think that you're taking a lot of it under control, but you're really just suppressing it because once you sober up, you still are fighting the same demons yeah. the next day. Uh, self-medication. Yeah, self-medication. And I think a lot of a lot of the black community is doing that, starting with the younger guys with the, with the lean, the weed, you know, or, or what have you. Pills. And they, and they starting it so early, like that's that's in across the country because, for one, their uh, entertainers are doing it. You know, Lil Wayne, if you've seen the picture with him the other day, when he was at a two chains wedding, he looks a mess. Yeah. Like he, he look he looks very sick. Yeah, he looks worn out. And uh look at the guys that's been looking at looking up to Lil Wayne and doing what he's been saying for the, like the last ten to fifteen years. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just just think about the Migos, what they're doing now to guys. Right. To 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 their generation. Right. To that to that generation. So they don't know the influence they have on that 15-year-old because they're 25 and 26. But they don't see it like right. that because they are not like, they're not book smart like a KRS-One right. who just turned 53 the other day. Right. But he was teaching us. Man, I wonder we, what he thinks about the fucking game right now. Man. Uh, well, you, got, you got to look at the DMC who was teaching us. You got to look at, uh, what's, the, what's the other guy? Chuck D. Right. You know, guys is about to turn sixty and fifty eight years old. They had, they actually had, they knew how to read. They educated themselves, you know. And once you, you, the power of reading can turn you around. Yeah. Like Ice Cube, the guy that wrote "A Bitch Is a Bitch." Yeah. Once he got with the Nation of Islam. Yeah. He he came out with. Are you there yet? Uh, death certificate. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know, he came out with the life side and the death side. Right. And he his, his, everybody talks about one song he made, like the diss song, No Vaseline. But the song before that, where he talked about us, is like one of the most informative songs about black people to this day, I think, next to the message, you know, from uh, from uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Fierce Fire. Right. You know, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Right. I'm trying not to lose my head. And, and you know, things of that nature, we don't give that no light. You know, we, we, we that's what these kids don't have right now. They don't have that light to say, hey, man, I could be different. They just chasing the money. And they don't understand, like, the money is, could be anything. Like, the NBA players now, they depressed. You know, a lot, a lot of them going through mental health issues. Have you have you noticed that? Uh, have you been up on up on that ant? 
Which which part? The NBA players. A lot of them are coming out now saying they're depressed, and um, a lot of them have mental health issues, like with Kevin Love, Demar Derozan. Um, Derrick Rose said it first, but they didn't. They didn't get it. They was just like, he fucked up. You know? I, I heard of it, um, and yeah, the more that it happens, the more I do pay attention to it because um, it is something that you know. Not only do we, as you know, adults now, but we need to you know bring our kids up to speed on it. Let them know that you know if something is bothering you, don't be afraid to talk right. because. When I was coming up, you know, part of my anxiety, once again, you know, not to make it about me, but when I was coming up, I came up in a generation where you're not allowed to really have an opinion. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was just the household that I grew up in, but, you know, when adults are talking or when an adult talks to you, you're supposed to shut up and listen. You're not supposed to be like, well, this is what happened or this is how I feel. I was never given that option. You were raised. You, know, so, you were raised by your aunt and, and uncle. No, well, my family dynamic is different. Like my mom, um, you know, growing up, my mother's always been battling substance abuse and alcoholism. So, okay. Okay. me and my siblings, we bounced around from family to family. So, gotcha. Basically, okay. the you know the whole it takes a village to raise a kid. But I was always raised around, you know, my. Um, aunts and uncles, or my aunt and uncle, and you know my grandmother when she was alive. But you know, you know how they always say, you know, like even though your family loves you, like they're not going to love you like their kid, you know, because you're not their kid. So right. a lot of, you know, and not to say that I was mistreated because that wasn't what it was. It was just like I said, I'm hard headed. I like to talk back. Um, I'm defiant. So a lot of times people would just get you know, fed up to the point where they're like, all right, this motherfucker got to sit down somewhere. So I was never able to really voice my opinion in return. Like that's where I'm at today. Like a lot of my relationships have fell because I get to a point where if I'm arguing with you, you know, and we're in a relationship and I'm arguing with you about something, if you don't see my point, I kind of just shut down. I won't talk to you. I'll just let it go. And, just be in my own world. And that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like you're supposed to be able to communicate, but my communication skills were fucked up because of how I came up. Has therapy helped you address that? Somewhat. It's getting to a point, you know, where I am able to, you know, vocalize myself a lot more, but it's still a lot of work because I have a, a, a way with my words to where as though I could be trying to make a point, but it'll come off as assholeish or dickish, you know. And I don't mean to be rude sometimes, but it's just a lot of times I just say exactly what I'm feeling. And and you as a black you know? man, and you as a black man, and, and a man, period. How does that clash with you know with your ego and, and with your pride? Because you know the black male ego and the black male pride is 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 something. It's one of the most, it's it's one of the best things to have, and it's one of the worst things to have. Would That's you agree? Right. Would you agree, Magic Mike, Sound Guy, uh, uh, Ant? Would you agree? I want to call you Fat Liver so bad, bro, but I'm I'm trying not to. You know, bro, go ahead, man. Because uh, I mean, you know, I love I, I love you as Fat Liver. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I don't want to I don't want to trigger nothing. I don't want to take you back there or whatever. But you know, listen, like I said, you can't trigger it. 
I have that under control. Gotcha. I can okay. I can go sit in bars around people. Like I've done enough drinking that you know the name is going to stick with me. I've done enough dumb shit drunk that people are always going to remember me as that. So they still so call you Fat Liver. Okay, cool. Or not. Now I feel better. Great. Now go get back to what I was saying about the black male ego and and, and clash. Is it clash? Is is your ego clashing with your uh, anxieties and? And uh, uh, what you've been clinic, what you've been clinically uh, diagnosed with? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say it does because um, as a man, you don't ever want to feel defeated. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no man ever wants to feel defeated, whether it's in an argument or hold on, a competition. Hold, hold that, like, hold, hold that thought. Defeated. Hold that thought. Bombs. 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 Say that again. No man what? As a, as a man, you never want to feel defeated, whether it's an argument or competition. So, yeah, my ego is always, you know, clashing with my anxiety. But that's part of it, right? Because one thing I learned um, in therapy is, like, anxiety is uh, worrying about something that may or may not happen. Okay. Right? So you're, 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 you're basically preparing yourself to fight or fly. And anytime that you're doing that, you have to worry about how you're going to feel like your pride. Like, all right, am I going to really like let myself look like a sucker or a loser? Or am I just going to try to look like I'm the winner? When in reality, what I'm learning now is like they say that, you know, the, the more mature person, the bigger one is always the one who is the winner in the long run. Uh-huh. Like, that's what I'm trying to, to get to, the point where I can be more mature and more um, of a understandable person. But, you know, I still have those those battles. It's like yesterday. Like, I'm freaking arguing with my son's mother via text about something that probably both of us could freaking fix, but neither one of us want to put our ego or pride to the side. You know, she wants to be the, you know, the the independent mom and I'm trying to be the freaking stand up dad and we're clashing. And my ego was saying, man, fuck that. You don't let her talk to you like that. When I should just be like, you know what? You say what you got to say. I'm going to say what I got to say. If we can't meet in the middle, fine, we'll come back to it. So yeah, it does. Every okay. day it clashes. Sound guy, Mike, what your thoughts on that? The black, the ego versus your diagnosis. Um, I I don't know, man. Like I, I, my ego doesn't really. I I don't get depressed. You know what I'm saying? Like I get even, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's the it, ego. It, it's uh, and I I have different reasons why I go to a shrink. You know what I'm saying? Like all my shit's military related, and okay. from being in Iraq, okay. so I don't okay. I don't have like depression or nothing like that. So. On that note, but what I can say is that I see that my mom and my brother deals with that. You know what I'm saying? And so I, they're actually, they have to take, uh, they're prescribed, um, fuck, I, I it, it's not, it's not like Zoloft, but it, actually my brother is on Zoloft. And then, um, I forget what the other, there's some other stuff that my mom's on, you know? So that stuff is kind of, it's real. You know what I'm saying? Because. 
your childhood, all that stuff, you could bury it for so long. You know what I'm saying? And I seen them go through that. My mom's from the Philippines. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then my dad's just a nigga from Sparta, Illinois. You know what I'm saying? And so my mom grew up completely differently. And over there, you know, uh, the Philippines, it, it's like really abusive and stuff like that, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so she had to deal with all that. Um, an ass whooping with a belt over here is considered abuse, but to her, that's nothing, you know. Uh, so she she buried a lot of that stuff uh, when she was younger. And then when she got older, it really, really took a toll on her, you know. Um, and she's Filipina, you know. And um, so that took a big, big toll on her. And then not to mention the way that Filipinas are, are, are looked at when they get to the States. You know, uh, she stowed away on a boat when she was 11 to get here. Wow. You know, uh, you know so she, when she got here, she had to grow up in a convent and all this other stuff, right? And so she was really, 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 really depressed, cl- clinically depressed, everything. And I think, uh, I think it kind of, I, I don't know if it's genetically... Uh, transferable to the offspring, but my brother has been—he's been like kind of the depressed one out the whole entire family. He's the youngest one, you know. So I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. If that and my dad, my you know everybody else—they're all black on that side, and they live poor just like every other black person. And that you know most of you know the majority of us, and and they don't seem depressed to me. Do you, you know? think? Do you think gen, uh, uh, genetically being depressed as transferable uh, fat? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it theoretically it sounds like it's possible because you, you know, um, if alcoholism is transferable, then wouldn't depression? Do you, you think alcoholism is transferable? I mean, if I, I mean the addictive, yeah, the addictive, addictive nature. nature. Okay, okay, okay. You, you agree know. with that fact? Right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, magic? addictive personality trait. Yeah. So that I mean, depression's a, a personality trait, right? So wouldn't that kind of be the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor or nothing, but it's transferable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't fully say, it, but I mean, we can hypothetically say, you know, we can create a theory of sorts and be like it is possible based on what we're saying you know like and based on what we uh think it is or what we know of it like yeah because i mean essentially almost anybody that grows up poor and disenfranchised and uh has you know ptsd and of some which ptsd can be a form of depression too so it's possible, you know, because, I mean, if you watch your parents freaking struggle and if they can't, if they can't keep a, a straight face for the kids, like that's going to rub off on the kids. The kids are going to get older and be like, damn, why was mom always sad? Or why was dad always drinking? Or, you know, why did he go out and do this? Like, that's basically what being depressed is, is when you're living too far in the past. So that'd be like, you know what I'm saying? That'd, like, that'd be like depression by proxy. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So you saying living too far in the past is 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 a cause of depression? Well, that's what that's what I was taught in in therapy. Like they say, anxiety is living too far in the into the future, and depression is living too far in the past. 
what I, you know, a mantra that I try to practice that I was told by my doctor is keep your thoughts over your feet. Basically live in the now, right now, today. Because if you're too far in the past, you know, that's when the dirt starts covering the road for you to, you know, get to the present. And if you're too far in the future, you can't, you can't deal with what's happening right in front of you today. Okay. Um, that's, that's strong. That is strong. That's strong. So that, I, I get why they say, uh, I get why they say, uh, fuck tomorrow, as long as the night before was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, I get that. So that, 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 that makes a whole lot of sense right now. Now, yeah. now I got to ask you, uh, Magic, by you being a comedian, I was watching uh, CNN and they were, I was watching CNN or somewhere where it was talking about comedians. Um, and the depression. And the depression. And they were talking about, they had a list of all these comedians who died. Yeah. Like Gary Shandling and, and uh, yeah. uh, Robin Williams. Right. Richard Pryor. Shandling, Williams, Meatloaf. Uh, not, not, not Meatloaf? Not Meatloaf. The, the, the guy that uh, used not to do, Meatloaf, all, but, do, uh, do, all this, do all the yelling. Candy, Belushi. Um, wore his hat to the back and wore the, wore the touch uh, coat. I know who you're talking about. I, I, don't, I don't know. He's a white dude, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and Robin Harris. Louis right. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Louis Anderson. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Louis Anderson's still alive. What's the big white no, guy? I, I know who you're not, talking about. The, the no, big not white, Louis Anderson. What was the big white guy from here? Fat white dude. Yeah, that died here in, in, in John Hancock. In that John Hancock. Fucking name. He was in that. He was used to be in that. Uh, <laughs> <He was> David <laughs> Spade movies. And yeah, shit. yeah. Him and David. He was coming. They was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He, he was in the movie. Chris Farley? Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, how did I? How did his name slip my He wanted to go name? out. He wanted to. They, I didn't know that. Um, they, they was talking about uh, uh, Robin Williams from uh, was with Belushi the night he died. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit was wild. But you know, you saying you saying comedian. You've always gone on record as saying comedians are somewhat depressed. Also, yeah, you. you you don't think the same for one. Okay. First of all and foremost, you're a comedian. You okay. know what I mean? So when you got a different spin on things, uh-huh. some people like, like tonight I said something about the the transforming couple, you know, the, the transgender couple. Right. Oh, like they ugly as hell if she was in my the class. Transformer I was, couple. The, the transgender. The transforming <laughs> yeah. couple. But you know, you know they really transform from one to the other. So I was like. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> Go ahead, man. They got a little girl, right? So the, of course, the girl is not the, the mother's now the father, and the father's now the mother. Optimus Prime. So wow! I was, so I was like, if I was in that class, I'd be like, "Your mama, daddy, ugly as hell." So it was the lady. She took it upon herself to say, "Like, are you here to bash the mic? Uh, did you look at the video? Are you here to bash the uh, the couple?" And, I just looked at your uh, caption. Uh, yeah. and I looked. I didn't look at the video of it at all. Yeah. You're saying the the father became the mother, yeah. and the mother became the father. Yeah, and they stayed together. They just swapped roles. Uh, I, I think they they met like they met like that, but they both used to be the other thing. So they, they ugly as hell. That's the point I'm saying. Right, and I'm saying <laughs> if they went to school with me, I'd ask them, "Why do your mama shave and your daddy don't?" Because <laughs> <laughs> the chick is still, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was just like, so she went into this whole thing. I was like, that's why I'm here, sweetie. 
That's why I'm here to give you a different perspective. We don't we look at things at a, at a different perspective. Uh, as you know, like I went into the thing with the Hirsch people all weekend about our our uh, uh, reunions. Right. So so the dude was like, our women look better than Harper women. I was like, well, of course they are much more handsome than Harper women. So so pop a girl called me. I actually knew she like you talk about me. She went off on me. I was like. It's part of the jokes. I'd ask him not to bring y'all in, but he didn't refuse, you know? And I've been like that my whole life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But some comedians can't take that. You know what I mean? Like, my man got a, he got a bit where he talks about how if you didn't get roasted at home by your mama and them, by the time you had to school, if you couldn't take it, like, you couldn't be in a classroom with us. Right. Like, you could not fuck right. with us when we were younger. Because if your mama told you you had a nappy head and you had shit stains in your drawers and they, so be it or whatever you, you, you dumb as hell you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be shit just like your daddy like you hear that shit enough when you go to school you be like alright well I'm gonna get all this out the way with, with all the shit she said about me I'm gonna say about somebody else you know what I'm saying right but, so that transferable energy okay exactly gotcha. okay. and then by the time you get on stage and that shit ain't working either you figure the shit out or you go into a depressed mode like I done seen guys not come around for a long time okay because they jokes weren't working they bits weren't working or they bomb one time and the shit don't work, like, you're not going to let three minutes at an open mic fuck up my whole career. Right. It's only three minutes. Yeah, but these motherfuckers act like they trying out for Lauren Michaels at Saturday Live. Gotcha. Okay. So, you okay. Know, and they have big dreams as, as guys from the suburbs, and they grew up in big houses, and they threw everything away, and their parents like, no, that shit ain't going to work. So now they out here, they living with white boys up north, and they, you know, they doing the strangest shit. To stay afloat, okay, and then they move on to New York and L.A. and they try to get writing gigs, and you know, just it's a strange world, but it, it's it's a, it's a world, man. It's a grimy world. If that shit ain't working out for you, and you're looking at somebody that used to be next to you on the line doing the stand up shit that was on the open mic, yeah, and he succeeds, like Lil Rel, Lil Rel shits on everybody. Everybody. Okay. He don't fuck with the guys that he came up with. Okay. When you see his posing, he's talking about this my bro, this and that. It's all successful guys. Okay. And he will step on who the fuck ever to get next to them successful people. Gotcha. You know, I remember him telling me, man, Jay Z ain't shit as a rapper, but he signed with Rock Nation. Now. You know what I'm saying? Pop it. <laughs> and he at the concert and he doing this shit and you know he he's you know <laughs> but He'll walk past you right now like he, like he never had a conversation with me before. Gotcha. Honestly. Wow. But that's just him. That's who he was in the get-go. Okay. You know what I mean? As a, as to say like a Marlon Mitchell who will come down here, have a ball with you. You you, you done been with Marlon. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. He rolled out here yeah. with us. Yeah. And he, he came on the show. He did, it, he did his thing. And Marlon had lost his mother, man. Lost his father. Right. Demi lost the lounge and was still doing comedy using that shit so Ballhead actually has a thing now and he he does called comedy over depression because comics do get depressed you know what I'm saying I, I heard a dude say one time at the funeral man not not at the uh, my Marlon mother funeral he said uh, Marlon made us all laugh man now he needs to laugh right who, 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 gonna, who, who makes the clown laugh when everybody go home and he said, Marlon, I'm not that calling you a clown. Yeah, who, I'm not calling you a clown. 
But sometimes he needs to be entertained. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So we gotta we gotta watch people like that, man. You gotta we sensitive in the fact to a certain fact. You know, when guys be like, fuck you, fuck that, that was my biggest defense okay. for a long time. Man, fuck that bitch. Right. I'm really hurt, but I got to hide it. Right. Because I don't need Jamal to see me fucked up. Right. So, fuck fuck that nigga. I'm really hurt for what was said because I don't need Jamal in the power shop to see me hurt. Right. I don't need the barbers in here to see me fucked up. But right. then, you you know, you, you, you send people texts. Hey, man, I'm just checking on you. Right. You know that's that's what I do with classmates from back to grammar school. Hey man, how you doing? What's, what's, how are you? Think about the last time somebody asked you how are you doing? Right. Like just out of nowhere. Hey man, how you doing? Yeah. How you been? Right. We don't get that. That's not in our dialogue in the black community. You gotta be careful with that though. Yeah. It's sometimes like, we get to take you, you like wrong. Like how they been? They might ask you for fifty dollars or something. Yeah. <laughs> Bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. I, 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 like, man, I'm fucked up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Man, I ain't seen yeah. Sean Lane in 25 years. That nigga came in the barbershop two Sundays ago and talked me to death for an hour and a half and asked me for a dollar twenty-five. I said, nigga, you could have got that out the way in the gate. Yeah. You got that. Hey, Mike, man, I'm fucked up, man. I know I ain't seen you in a while. I need a dollar twenty-five so I get on the bus. Get that out the way. Um, rewind. Tell me all these bullshit stories. Give <laughs> <laughs> me with that. Real quick, you said something earlier about the the uh, transformers and transgenders, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, they just transgenders. Just a nice way of putting them. He was a transformer. Okay, <laughs> transformers. Um, fact, um, sound guy, magic. Um, I want to give you all. A, a, I'm gonna get pose a question, and I want I, I want you to take a minute. You know, I well, ponder it while I'm while I'm asking, but. Take a. I need, I need a minute response on on what you. On, this sounds sketchy already. Yeah. Um, why is it that women are always in defense of uh, gays and and uh, transgenders? Why? Why? Because they 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 see them as masculine. Us attacking them as masculine men, and we we are we're supposed to be the protectors. So when we attack them, women don't like that. You know what I mean, that's just like you attacking one of their girls or something. You know what I mean? They're, they're one of their one of their one of their girls in their circle. So when that 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 you don't get no points for that. You don't get no points for whooping a sissy. I, I learned that in my later years. When I was eighteen and seventeen, we used to ride up on Madison and whoop the fags and the hoes and all that shit. Uh-huh. We didn't know no better. But then at the end of the day, you see that they human too. They, they, this is what they want to do, man. They, they really can't do shit to us. Let let them do to them and have their fun and just keep it over there. If you want to keep shaving off your mustache, putting it around a penis, go ahead, man. Enjoy yourself. Don't If you ask me about some shit like that, there's no, your first three rows is reserved for the family. Fat, big mama in them. <laughs> From down south with all the big ass hats. Your thoughts, fat? <laughs> Um, I agree with Magic. I mean, it is it's them looking at that as their homegirls or, you know, a part of their coalition because we as men, we're so, quote-unquote, masculine that we want to attack everything. And if we're, when we attack, they, they look at it as when we're attacking women and not saying that we attack women physically. But, yeah, you know, that's why I'm confused on you saying attack. Or emotionally. Attack. Yeah. I'm like, what? 
Hey, you, you say you, you faggot ass nigga, and and then when you say that, that used to be our word, you, you know. And when you say that, they jumped to his defense. One reason why, right. and I heard, I've heard this for sissies to be around, for the transgenders to be around, is absolutely somebody that they're fucking with. Okay, one of the thugs. Okay, one of the guys is they're fucking with late night. Right. Early morning time, because if there's no action, what you doing? When you go in the club, you don't see no no bras you want to fuck with. Would you get the fuck up out of there, don't you? Right. Ain't nobody choosing you. Get the fuck up out of there. Right. You don't give a fuck what's going on. So in the neighborhoods, you see them fluently. There's action for them, honestly, that, and that's what it is. And guess what they're doing? Right. They're going back telling the women. So the women see them as some inf- informational piece, and women love what more than they lo- do. They love more yeah, than that. That's information. Allies. Yeah, 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 they like to see who hey, he was fucking with Mike. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, they run. I just with sucked it. this dick last night. Yeah, Are you serious? And, 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 and they they run with it. And the yeah. girls they, they keep they keep they me around as long as they can. And then once one of them niggas put one of the big ass foots in they they, they red bottoms. Right. Fuck their shoes up. Let me tell you what that nigga said. And they tell everything. They they, they exposed somebody on Facebook last week. Young boy. Off the west side, and say he got on video was was giving giving mount giving top and shit like that, and it was he was out there exposing his girlfriend, and then it got exposed on video of doing that and shit, and, and you should have seen this the long list of comments and everything. Period. Of, you know they thought this young man was so handsome and because he was thug looking, tattoos everywhere, you know, light skin, all this other kind of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But um. Yeah, you you're right. They do defend. They do defend. What are your thoughts on that one, uh, sound guy, real quick? Well, I asked my I asked my girl the same question. You know what I'm saying? And she said um, that first of all, gay dudes don't hit on females, so they keep them in the circle. You know what I'm saying? And then they got good drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's wow. that's that's another. I, I never. <laughs> Like, yeah, you, I, I don't you, know you anything get naked about with a nigga in the room and get high at the same time, and he not thinking about fucking with you. That's a, that's a damn near females heaven. Bombs. <laughs> Did she go home and see her a man's ass blow it out? <laughs> like somebody stuck a, a a grenade in it. Um, fat. Did you know that? Yes, sir. Did you know that? Um, some kind of the, the terminology we cannot use the word vagina anymore. Wait, what? You cannot use the what? word since when? According to some kind what the of fuck we supposed to call it then front hole. Oh, fuck that shit, man. That shit it's is fucking scientifically <laughs> in the motherfucking <laughs> health books as vagina. A popular oh, health shit. information. I call that shit pussy. Fuck man, man. Here we go. Let me keep living. Let me read this to you. Keep living. They're gonna change a lot of shit. A popular What's health up? information site has started using the word front hole instead of vagina in an effort to be inclusive of trans and non-binary people. The LGBTQIA community has been advocating for this gender inclusive term for a while now. Um Yeah. Front hole. Front hole is shit hole. Front hole. Um, <laughs> shit hole. Piss hole and um, shit hole. That is ridiculous. Yeah. You you know, 
You know what, man? Because they ain't got real ones. Motherfucking that's crazy. That's true. But they, you, they're calling it front hole now, man. Because that's what they got is a front hole. They ain't got no vagina. A fucking vagina is where a baby comes out of. Oh, hold on they a second. Can't have no baby. Exactly. Here we go. Here we go. reaching a whole new level of crazy people. There's a story relating to a new Healthline LGBTQIA safe sex guide, and there's a lot to pick apart here. First off, they have claimed that health disparities and the higher rates of STIs and HIV observed in the LGBTQIA communities is a result of discrimination and sexual education. Secondly, they try and solve the perceived problem by replacing the word vagina with front hole. This sounds like something from a comedy show, but I swear it is real. So Healthline has produced a new LGBTQIA safe sex guide, which explains for the purpose of this guide, we'll refer to the vagina as front hole instead of solely using the medical term vagina. This is gender inclusive language that's considerate of the fact that some trans people don't identify with the labels that medical community attaches to their genitals. So I guess this means that some women don't have a vagina, but have some other variety of front hole. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, you can't even say the word front hole without it sounding funny. Yeah. Hey, baby, let me get a blue that piece of that front like hole. <laughs> 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 I don't know if Fat heard you on that one. Say it again, boss. Hey, baby, let me get a little piece of that front hole. <laughs> the bitch party, her, her dumb ass a party. Open up with her, her navel. <laughs> boss! <laughs> you fuck my navel. Your thoughts on that, uh, Fat Liver? I, I mean, I think it's stupid. Uh, shit. Like, the thing that I, I, you know, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but like, I feel like, you know, the LGBTQABC community, <laughs> they are out to freaking change everything about life as we know it. Like, how, like a vagina is a vagina. Like, if you, you, you want to be a woman till it's not time to be a woman, then it's like, oh, I don't, I don't identify as what, you know, like, just make it gender neutral. Like, no, we have to keep certain things a certain way. But isn't a calling man it has a... a penis, a woman has a vagina, and trans people have whatever the fuck they want to have. All right? Like, it doesn't, like, the word front hole just sounds weird and, and creepy. isn't, like, isn't, uh, like, saying they don't want the labels, the uh, uh, being labeled with vagina and whatever the fuck, and penis and all that shit, and calling it front hole? Isn't that a label? Yeah, it is. So, ain't, it, it, I mean, it's kind of hypocritical, ain't it? I'm, I'm it is. They just want to be in control of everything. That's just, and, I'm and just the, so and, fucking confused. And in the moment that you say, "Oh, I don't like that," then now you're being freaking some sort of phobic. It's like, no, I'm not afraid of you guys. I just don't like the terminology that you're using. I'm allowed to not like something. Like you're not going to tell me what I can and can't like because you want to use it to to further push your agenda. Fuck out of here with that shit. Um, real quick, what was your thoughts on the, the things that's been happening with uh, Trump? And uh, Cohen and uh, Manafort this week, both of y'all, Magic and uh, Fat. Man, fuck Trump. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing this motherfucker. You know what? Ever since I've been in Canada the last two days, I ain't heard that motherfucker's name not once. 
I want to say this. We as Americans, we really are tired of Trump. Black people are, even his. Even white people are tired yeah, yeah, of Trump. His buddies, all his buddies, because they, they know he fucking up. He don't listen. His, his, that's who ego, that's who has a fucking monstrous ego. And he think, you know, his shit don't stink. Right. Everybody around him is falling to the wayside, turning on him, telling the truth, snitching. You know what I mean? He he, he think it's a game. And shit ain't still ain't gonna happen to him. Ain't hey, nothing gonna happen to him. Still. He like Smokey when 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 Smokey was on the porch talking to Craig. Uh, right. He was like, man, you went around here all day <laughs> playing. That man ain't playing. He got a gun. Who you know got a gun around here? But you know what I'm saying. That, that that's right. that, that's his moment he had yesterday. And the, and the, and the district attorney for the United States government told that's why he kept repeating what he was saying. He said, "We come for you because you're disrespecting the law." Right. And that's what he's trying to tell Trump. Hey man, quit fucking up the law. We will get your ass. Right. But Trump ego is so fucking out of this earth. His his shit is beyond. Beyond Pluto, that's why he want to go. That's why he build a space station and build a space warriors because he <laughs> he going up there to get his fucking ego. <laughs> that motherfucker is crazy, man. He don't give a fuck. Like we Americans nominated the guy that said, "I just grabbed him by the pussy." Yeah, and they love it. We nominated him. Yeah. At the same time, we made Obama denounce his pastor. Yeah. The guy that married him, yeah. uh, baptized his children. He had to step away from him and don't fuck with him ever again. Like that's the, if if you can't see that, if you can't see the racism in that, like everything Trump has done, everything he's taking credit for, is awful Obama. Yeah, and the, and the thing he wants to get rid of the most is about ripping a black man out of the books. Is the Obamacare. That's, that's yeah. he, wants, he wants to get his name off the books. If he could, he would say, I want that to be called Trump Care. If he really could. But he can't do it because it's benefiting so many people. You know what I mean? This this dude, he came in with a wall and all this bullshit. Uh, taking children from their parents. Yeah, that's I wild. mean, that and wild. That, that's that's the wildest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Let, let man, he's, how can you take a child from their parents, their mother or their father? You don't give a fuck. You know, honestly, they do that in America all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it it doesn't. Okay, look, look. Here's what I don't don't get. Okay, and and I'm glad. I'm glad that glad you did bring this up. Look, if you're fucking committing a damn crime and you go to jail, what the fuck is gonna happen with your kid? It's gonna get taken away. Yeah, but not when you just try to better your life. Dog, it's a crime regardless no, 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 if you no, no, look no, no. at it. You I'm know what I'm saying? Talking. You do the crime, you do the time. There's steps and processes to get here. My mom did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After after she right. did get here. You know what I'm saying? But there's other fucking processes. You can do it to get here. It's not... You don't have to sneak in here and then be on the low and be like, Oh, no, I got to wash my ass the whole fucking time. No, learn something about the place you're going to and do the fucking steps that you need to do to stay here. I don't see what's so hard about it. And then when you get caught, 
That's like a motherfucker who has a warrant and has a kid. What the hell do you think is going to happen if they have a warrant? They get caught. They get locked up. And their child gets taken to DCFS. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I, I, I don't... I don't. I show no sympathy for that. Absolutely none. Fuck them kids and fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck. Fuck wow. that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. They did the fucking crime. They do the time. They would. Oh, okay. How many black people in America have their kids get got ripped away from? And now fucking America's all of a sudden like, oh, save the fucking kids. What about all the black kids? What about all of them, man? Fuck that shit, man. A, Fuck that a, shit. a kid missing is, is, is a kid missing. It's, it's, if his dad walks out, that's different. But if you just take him fuck away, Dude, just they knew the they knew what was going to happen, Hey, they trying man. to better their lives, though. Everybody who comes here is trying to better their life, yeah. and there's steps to do it. And if you break the law, you have to fucking deal with the consequences but who wrote the law and then and then if you're who? bringing your family into those situations you have to understand the reaper the repercussions you know i don't understand this like okay yeah if you literally just bust into somebody's house and be like give me your fucking kid and then you know but they're not illegal then that's fucked up you know what i'm saying but if you are doing and committing a fucking crime and then the fucking people kick your door in and take your ass to fucking jail. You brought that on your own fucking child. That's you know a, what I'm that's, saying? That's America for you because none of us belong here, even the white man. No, none of us cause, do. Because the Indians, they did the same thing to we the Indians. We didn't ask you, bro. So now we're we just going to do that to them? And now we're going to buy into their shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, they, the, the Mexicans come over here because they want a better life for themselves. So by them wanting a better life for them, better life for themselves, this is the uh, America, right? Right. Home of the free. Joe, it's the not brave. just the Mexicans, man. Yeah, it's whoever. All it's everybody yeah, who, who's illegally coming over here. It's yeah. just that everybody's like focused on the Mexicans. Yeah, man. yeah it's, like, it's, it's Jamaicans over here. One dude came over here. He was coming to barbershop. They just got him. They call him. That's muscles. what I'm saying. They're just focused ice, on ice the. Called, hold on, Ice called him. They, uh, they came. <laughs> He got caught in a raid, and he came over here with a church group. And he ain't seen their ass since, but they caught him up in a raid on 75th Street with uh, all the Jamaicans. They, they was over there fixing cars. Uh -huh. So they came over there, and he didn't have no ID on them. They, they got him. That's what so he's going to have to go back. But still, you know, You can't like, just go off the news. Okay, like, here we go. You feel me? Rewind. Yeah. I got, we got to rip through these real quick. Good-spirited uh, uh, good spirited dialogue right there. Um, fat liver. Yes, sir. Uh, pause. I've been openly dating this guy for over six months despite having a don't ask policy. We agreed to always use protection if we sleep with anyone else. Well, recently he tried to go bare or raw and I gave him attitude. He says he was just going with the flow and was out of protection. Considering this, should I believe he is always strapping up? Damn. <laughs> Should have just went with the flow, baby. It's gotta gamble sometime. <laughs> Bobs. Guys up there. <laughs> <laughs> so some, sometimes our dicks get bigger than our ego, and we just like to gamble. Like what we talked about earlier in the show, being competitive. And he was being competitive. Whatever happened with uh, Gino on the West Side, I hope we don't come back over here. Uh, I don't think you should run with me. I don't see no bumps. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Fat liver, your thoughts. 
I mean, if if she if she caught him trying to go, I mean, there's a chance that he probably has always, you know, strapped up. Right? But Jesus Christ. That's that's a tough one, man. Like people gotta get their shit in order, like Come on, fat. You're I supposed agree. to give me the ignorant answer, man. Come on. You know how this game goes. I mean, it, that's tough, though, because I don't know their situation. Like, I mean, are, are they always sober or are they always drunk? Because how <laughs> did she not know if he's always been, been going raw? Or, you know, like, what type of question is that? Like, you should know. Like, if you found out this time, how did you not know every other time? Were you, like, drunk? Were you high? Like, what's going on here? What so, thing, I don't know, man. Like, one, shit. one thing you don't want to do, you don't want to fuck up your guaranteed pussy. Right. You never want to fuck that up. You don't want to burn that house down. That's the only no. home you really get. Burn you don't want to. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, fuck that. You don't let the tr- car to get infiltrated. Here we go. How can you tell when your friend is purposely giving you bad relationship advice because they are jealous? Fat liver. If they keep fucking the person that you're breaking up with, pop it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if every time you break up with them, that motherfucker over there. You should know that that person gives you bad relationship advice. And keep your goddamn mouth closed. Quit telling her everything. Because she's going to keep running over to Johnny and Donnie and whoever else house, too. As soon as you done with them. Um, get a gang of ugly girlfriends. That's how you keep them, <laughs> That's how you keep them away. <laughs> Is that how you keep them away? Yeah. You, get a gang of ugly girlfriends? Yeah, it'd be like, the dudes be like, I ain't fuck with none of them bitches. Don't bring them ugly bitches into my house <laughs> during Christmas. <laughs> I mean, based on if she, how, how's her relationship going? If if she can't keep a man, why the fuck you taking advice from her? Yeah. That's like taking cooking lessons from somebody who don't know how to cook. Fucking, nah. Here we go. You keep burning fucking water. You got three more and then we done. <laughs> I'm 22 and going through a bad breakup. He smashed my car windows. He left my door front door open and my blind cat escaped and was stolen. He mailed his soil depends to my office. Police are not taking my complaints seriously because he's 84 and fakes memory loss. Help. Got to learn how to pick your sugar daddy's a little younger, baby. <laughs> that's a mean motherfucker that's mailed some 84-year-old shit through the mail. That's, that's, that's strong. Some soil depends coming through the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, that post office fucked up. How the fuck you shit and piss <laughs> in the pen to be like, yeah, how much of this be to sit in this I'm going to get this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fat, love your thoughts. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mean, I need you going to debauchery no mode. Go into debauchery mode. I don't have no advice for her. I mean, I'm still stuck on the fact that she got a blind cat. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got a blind cat? Like... Oh my God! Wait, you know where her priorities are. Was she twenty two? She'd be all right. Go to the bar. Go a get a blind the cat. What the fuck? Here we go. With a dog. Yeah. Magic Mike, fat liver, sound guy, Z man. He was in the process of getting a divorce when I met him at McDonald's. Four years and one baby later, he still hasn't finalized it. He says she won't sign the papers. She clearly doesn't know about me and his child. I want to marry him. Advice. 
some guys what get all wrong with her? Yeah, first some... of all, <laughs> you met him at McDonald's. That was your first mistake. Why would you try somebody that you met at McDonald's to do the right thing? They ain't eating the right food. And you had a baby with him and you want to marry him? Man, this bitch is lost. Man, I can't never meet no bitches like that. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'll be at McDonald's too, like getting hash rounds and shit in the morning. You'll never be no bitches in that like that. I guess they be in the dry thing. What the fuck? These guys get all the luck, man. Here we go. Last one. Meow, meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> Every Sunday he's in the pulpit preaching God's perfect plan. When I told him I'm pregnant, all he offered was money to end it. I want to be done with him for good, but I can't let his wife, first lady, win. She think her marriage is perfect. I want to tell all. Help. Stop going to church. Show up at the church for the christening with his baby. <laughs> See if that nigga christen that baby. Damn. See, can he do that? God damn. See what the fuck look gonna be on his face. I'll bet you that motherfucker. I bet he gonna shout and catch the Holy Ghost that day. He gonna shoot his ass <laughs> out that day. And then name him whatever his name is, Lennox Wright Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is? That's the pastor. That's Richard Pryor character. Yeah, he's yeah, a preacher. In, uh, which way is up? Your thoughts, fat liver, real quick. Man, she better take that money and follow God's plan. Bombs <laughs> and get a shirt from me for ten dollars. There you Black go. Or white. Black or white. There you go. Hey, Everything I comes full circle. All the way from Montreal right now, headed back to New Jersey uh, uh, tomorrow. My main man, uh, damn it, and from Hooker, Hooker Sessions podcast, um, a.k.a. Yeah, formerly. You calling it Hooker Sessions. I think I got to start interviewing some hookers now. Yeah, hook, hook, hooker Sessions. Yeah, he don't know how to formerly, formerly, known, formerly known as Fat Liver Jones, um, one of my good and great buddies, um, I'm very appreciative of you. This is our first time doing it on the podcast. Um, I've been on yours. You're on mine now and everything, and I, I welcome you. Uh, we got to do this uh, uh, at least once a month or once every two months again. I appreciate you, brother, for being very candid and open about everything tonight. Um, newfound, more newfound respect for you than ever, and I, I hope your sobriety continues to go forth with great progression and, and, you know, and everything works out with you personally. Um, I love you, man. you, man. I love you, bro. I mean, I'm serious. I say it hey, when man, I say that. I appreciate you uh, conversating with you tonight, too, man. That, that was real good, man. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Was, that was, uh, I appreciate Likewise. It. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Okay. And, I can't wait till we, I can't wait like till, I said, can't wait till you get here, man. To Chicago. Yeah, December. I'll be out there December, like the second week in December. I get a week off, so... I'm going to definitely take a few days and come out there. I bring you a bear that you wrap around you because it would be cold here. Everything, <laughs> oh, not. everything you heard about Chicago's winter is the truth. Yeah. 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 The loose scale man, he like his own hand fire. I, I appreciate what y'all what y'all are doing too, man. Like, it, it, it brings a whole other perspective to the world. Like, I've never been out to the Midwest, but like I told you, uh, Jamal, like, just listening to y'all, I can kind of feel like I'm there. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you hear music from the West Coast, you kind of feel like you're there. It's the same thing with these podcasts. Like you you hear how people talk, you hear their lingo, you hear their slang. Like it makes you feel like you, you're a part of them. And I've been rocking with y'all since day one. I think we both started 
around the same time. Yeah, we, like maybe a week or two apart. Yeah, that's right. crazy. I've been I've, I've been there since day one, and I'm still there. I look forward to y'all every week. I appreciate you, bro. Um, shout out to Sound Guy Mike for uh, chiming in today. Um, was about to say, bro, he's always got the best stories. His energy is freaking. Phenomenal. Yeah, it is. I'll it get is. him going, man. It is. I'm, I'm, <laughs> He'll be ready to snap. I'm, Fuck uh, them kids. We don't want. <laughs> we don't want him to snap whatsoever. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> was about to say, uh, Magic Mike, come on. Last time saying this, people, Mama. Every day you're away from us is another day you're getting closer to seeing us again. You'll be out. August the 26th, 8-26. And what was the lottery tonight, man? 8-26. Did you play it? Yes, sir. So we're going to have a good time, man. My daughter on the way That's home. right. That means podcast for free on my behalf for the next two months. Yay. <laughs> Y'all want to get a show out of me. All right, check it easy, man. <laughs> if it is to be, it's to be up to me, man. Y'all take it easy. Y'all take that with you, man. I love all the listeners. Ernest Lyles, man. appreciate your, your support, man. And you you tweeting it out. Uh, no, your, your Facebook post. Class 88, 30 years, baby. We out of here. Hey, I, we appreciate the Fat Liver Jones episode, Transferable Energy. Bombs! Bombs.